From the bayous in Louisiana to the Camber country up north, you'll find them out on the trap line chasing furs to put up on the border. Mixing up another batch of that magical stuff, chilling around the fire after the show. Hey, it's Sarah and Jeff, and maybe a guest on the trapping radio. Welcome to Trapping Radio 2.0. This is Jeff Dunlap. I'll be running this operation this week, and uh, I hope uh, I hope that uh, you're looking forward to the hour next hour as much as I am. Um, What I'll be covering is I've been down to Iowa, so we had an Iowa trip. Uh, There's multiple facets, uh, you know, throughout the whole thing. Um, You know, part of the Iowa trip, Nick and Jeff Haggerty were down there. Um, part of the trip, uh, they weren't, uh, you know, then Sarah and her sister were gone, you know, back up to Michigan to fill orders. So, you know, we'll be covering all that. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, you know, cooking, uh, trapping camp breakfast, um, you know, how to keep the mice out of your DP, um, you know, trails and two twenties versus DPs, you know, um, and how to get, you know, bloodless kills on your coon. Uh, so we're going to be all over the place. Um, but uh, first of all, I want to start off with, uh, you know, uh, plugging our sponsors, uh, FNTPost.com. Uh, they're out of Alpena, Michigan. If you don't know them, you know, look them up. Their phone number is 989-354-8727. Um, they got just about everything you'd want for trapping, hunting with hounds, or get, or uh, predator calling. And so, you know, you can get anything you need from them. Um, you know, they're good guys. Uh, they, uh, you know, they'll, if you, you got a problem, you call up and they'll, they'll, uh, you know, help you work through it, especially if you're a beginner trapper and need help. Uh, they'll set you up with what you need. Um, we also have funky trap tags out of, uh, Guthrie Center, Iowa. Um, you know, you just Google funky trap tags and it'll pop right up and, uh, the guy that owns his name is Alan Sayer. The guy that works for him, his name is Alan. Alan Sayer is tall. Alan that works for him is really short. So we call him Big Alan and Little Alan. Little Alan likes to be called Handsome Alan. So if you call there, you know, say, is this Handsome Alan? And I always tell him, well, that is insinuating that Big Allen is ugly. So what do we do? We call him Ugly Allen, and uh, he doesn't have an answer. He just wants to be called Handsome Allen. So, anyways, those are our sponsors. Um, you know, if you'd like to be a sponsor, you know, get a, get a hold of us, and uh, you know, we'll see if we what we can work out. Um, you know, we're only going to take on so many because uh, you know I don't want to be having a ten minute uh, thing. If I have to, I'll just you know pay for everything my, myself just to uh you know 
keep it so it's not like that. But uh, you know, we we definitely would welcome a couple of good good sponsors on on the show. Um. Well, so we had uh, the Iowa trip, um, and what we did was we planned it all out, um, kind of what we we're gonna do. It was different this year than it was last year. Last year, me and Sarah went together. Nick and Haggerty went together, and they went, and you know we were split up, but we didn't get to spend a lot of time together. It was just like we were staying in the same house, um, you know, not really, you know, trapping together like we enjoy. So this year we said we weren't going to do that. Um, what we were going to do was is all be together. And we knew that it's gonna you're gonna catch less fur if you got four trappers in one truck than two trappers in one truck and two trappers in another truck going separate ways. But it wasn't about you know it was about catching fur, but it wasn't about the catching the fur. You know we were willing to catch less to spend time together and, and do do the stuff together. And that's exactly what happened. We caught less um, because of that. But uh, we had a great time and nobody cared. Um, you know, so none of us was out there, um, you know, even we got to, got the coon soul. We weren't there just for the money. We were there to, you know, spend time with people we care about and um, make memories, um, you know, and uh, take pictures so we have them and, you know, stuff like that. And, you know, our friends on Facebook could watch. We do lives and put up videos. Um, so that's what the trip was about, you know. Um, and, and hopefully somebody uh, that, you know, uh, has ever trapped before sees one of the videos and gets into it and says, you know what, that, that looks like fun. You know, I want to go do that. Um, you know, so that our trip was a, a complete success on all points um, from, from all those angles and also from the angle that uh, we caught. We did catch a lot of fur, um, you know, not as many, not as much as some. But more than others, so I would say we were in the middle of the pack. <laughs> and, you know, um, for what we were doing, I think that's pretty damn good. And uh, there's just a lot of coon down there. Um, you know, I mean, early on, uh, beginning of season, up till the first freeze when they, you know, they hole up because it's cold. It's very easy trapping. Um, you know, you get out of the truck, set the trap, get back in the truck. Get out, you know, go down the next coon trail, set two, two traps, three traps, whatever you're going to put, you know, get in the truck, move, go down. You know, the hardest part is marking them and then, you know, finding them when you come back, um, which I'll cover how we were doing that. Um, but the thing is, after they froze and were in their dens for, I don't know, two to four days, probably four days. When they come out, in Michigan when that happens, them coon head right to the water, okay? I mean, I'm going to go, if that happens, I'm going right to the water. That's where the coon are going to head. So, in Iowa, I start setting on the water. Dead traps, dead traps, dead traps. They're not moving. You know, I, 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 I uh, was like, what is wrong with these Iowa raccoons? <laughs> you know, why aren't they moving? Um you know, it just, when it went dead, it went dead. And, you know, it didn't matter if it was 220s, pull holds, uh, DPs, you know, they just, they weren't moving. And um, it just took them time to come back around and get back. I, I don't know if it's like the muskrats. Like, if muskrats, at least in this part of the country, if muskrats, if there's open water 
they're building their houses in the fall they're doing all these things and then when they get ice and are locked under the ice for a little while if that ice comes off them rats it takes them a few you know a few days to a week to start getting back into the open water kick um you know so you know, I mean, it takes a while to start making feed beds again, working on the houses, doing all the normal things that they would do in open water. Um, and I don't know if that's like that with the raccoons. I think it is. Um, you know, it just takes them even after the warm-up. And the other problem is you run into, like, say, trapping in Iowa or cornfields that, um, let's say, like, season opened on, let's say... Uh, November 7th. I don't remember exactly what day. Let's say it, it, season opened on November 7th. Well, say they had cut that corn on October 15th. Well, when they cut that corn, there's still lots of corn on the ground and stuff. Well, them coon are going out there for two weeks and still getting, getting food and stuff. The longer it goes, since that every day that ticks off of, you know, that, that, that corn was cut, and them coon have a harder time finding food out there and can't just walk out there and get it off any stalk, I feel that you're losing a percentage of them coon are going to someplace else. You know, um, they just, they're just peeling off. I don't know what the percentage is, but a percentage of them you're losing. And then the longer it goes, the harder, and you keep losing them. Where maybe you had eight or ten coon using that trail, where now, you know, there's one or two. Um, you know, and where exactly they go, I don't know. I just know they're not going down that trail, you know, because we put the camera on it and watched all this happen. You know, last year, I wanted to know how many coon will go down that trail. And the more importantly, if eight coon went out, how many coon came back on that trail? And it was odd that them coon would move early. And in the middle of the night, there wasn't a lot of activity. And then they would move sometime, you know, right before daylight again. Um, you know, at least, you know, in, where the, they were crossing them trails. So, you know, I mean, it was right after it got dark and right before it got daylight was the key time they were moving. And, you know, but the inter one interesting thing was is the coon would go out, say eight coon would go out on that trail, you'd assume that eight coon are going to come back unless one got a girlfriend. Uh, and, you know, so then it would be nine. Um going back to their den tree, right? Where they come from. There might only be two coming down that trail, coming back. And there's no other, you know, or I'm, what I'm thinking about, there's no other, you know, real good trails down through there. So, you know, they're, they went off somewhere else to a different den they knew about and didn't even come back. So, you know, just say that, uh, you know, there, it's like I just take my DP, I go stick it out there in the ground, and, you know, and I catch coon, and I catch a lot of coon. There's, there. If you want to be, I know naturalist is a bad word these days, but it used to be where if you were a naturalist, you, you know, learned about the wildlife. So you know, using it in a, the old day way it was that you were a naturalist, um, you know, and not in the modern day psychopath, uh, way. You know, you know, I I am a naturalist on the aspect of I want to learn about the animals and, uh, you know, I want to learn. Where does that coon go? Why don't that coon come back? Um, you know, why does the muskrat building their house now? Why, why on a pond inland 
does a muskrat start building their house, let's say October 15th, but if you go over on Lake Huron, why on a bigger body of water don't they start building them till you know, like after the opener of November 1st, you know? Um, you know, I, I, I want to know that stuff, you know, I mean, is the daylight shining brighter on the bigger body of water? And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I but I, I, I want to know all those things. Why do they do this? Why do they do that? You know, and, uh, I, I get curious, I'm curious about that stuff. So, and I think the better, you know, the animal, um, the better trapper you become. And it's interesting, you know, I mean, I'm not just out there just, uh, you know, uh, kill stuff for blood and gore. You know, that's the last reason I'm out there. I, I like being by the animals, same as all of you. And I also like to, uh, you know, learn about the animals. And that's the best way um, to get them to step on a, you know, two or three inch pan. And you got them figured out, you know, one one aspect uh, of that animal, you know. So, but uh, back to the, the trip, we, uh, like I say, we had a lot of fun. Um Every day, Sarah would get up, and we bought a Blackstone grill for down there, so we she we could have a camp breakfast. She got up every day, cooked us breakfast. It was awesome. Um, you know, we had uh, French toast, uh, pancakes, blueberry pancakes. You know, yeah, I know I'm spoiled. Um, you know, we had bacon. You know, and all this stuff. So it was it was great to get up every morning and you know have that, and we took the time uh, to to do that stuff because uh, you know it, it was a lot of fun to be able to sit down and you know cook on that and you smell it cooking and you know we're all sitting there you know uh, ragging at each other some are hungover from the night before um, so they really get abused so you know it it, it was worth the time. And it cost us fur by stopping and having breakfast. We didn't care. We didn't care. That wasn't what was important. The important thing was is to eat that damn food. I mean, to spend time together. So, um, you know, but it was really nice of Sarah to do that. I mean, she, she woke up early, and Sarah is not a morning person. Once she gets up, she does not quit all day long, all night long. She can go, 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 go. But... In the morning, it's like, because I'll get up, go out, have coffee, and when she gets up, I'm like, hello, and that's all you say. <laughs> you don't have a conversation. You don't get into nothing technical. You give her to her time. Um, so, you know, but she got up early, and she went right out there and was kicking ass, and, you know, it was it was great. Um, she's a hell of a cook. Um, but... You know, it was, it was fun doing that. Um, and some of the stuff we caught, uh, uh, you know, we caught lots of coon. And if you if you don't know anything about the coon, there's a, the golden triangle, they call it. And I don't know exactly the golden triangle, where it starts, where it stops. But I know where we were at. We're in the golden triangle. And those are like the best coon in the country. You know, uh, you know they want them coon. When they, when they don't want any coon anywhere, they want those coon. Um, you know, they're a heavier coon with excellent color, and, you know, they're just a, they're a beautiful work of art. And, um, you know, so that's the area we're in. So that's the type of coon we were, we were catching. Towards the end, you know, you started seeing some, uh, you know, yellower ones coming in and stuff. But, you know, they still were 
you know, 99.9% awesome. And um, so we, we were catching those. Then we started catching the skunks. And then we started targeting the skunks, um, you know, uh, either, you know, with 220s or footholds. And then we started even catching them in the DPs. Um, you know, it was nice in the 220s, uh, the RBGs, because, you know, they I mean, they're, they're dead. You ain't got to deal with them. You just throw them in the back of the truck, and they just, you know, squirt a little bit so they don't really stink that bad. Some do, but most of them don't, um, you know, especially if you get a good headshot on them. Um, but, you know, uh, I went and bought, and the, the ones who are alive, we usually, Sarah, Sarah is quick on the draw. She likes to shoot. I mean, she's got a, a nice rifle, and she's not afraid to pull the trigger on it. And uh, so you got to be really quick to, you know, get her to stop and not not gun them down. Um, so what we did was, is you know, most time when we could stop her from, you know, shooting, is uh, use like acetone with a needle. Now, I know in some states it's not legal, but you know, and I've heard in Michigan it's not legal. Uh, my thing is, is when I go out there, being 100% honest, when I go out there and I'm going to kill an animal, the quickest way to kill that animal is between me and God, and the state doesn't need to be involved in it. Um, you know, if, if, if they don't like it, whatever, I'm not going out flashing it around. Well, I kind of did, but... Um, I kind of did. <laughs> you know, doing videos on it, but I didn't show poking the animal or nothing. So, um, and you, they, they can't prove what state you're in. So, but I just think it's, uh, you know, the fastest, best way to kill them skunks is with that acetone. I mean, it, it knocks them down. Um, and I, but I found another way that has worked and people keep saying I'm lucky to, you know, uh, they didn't spray, you know, if, if you shoot 23 skunks, and then, the, and you, all right, well, it was 24 skunks, one sprayed with a headshot that Nick Ernie shot it in the head. So, but it, the way I did it, I didn't have one spray. So what I did was I went and got a Gamo pellet gun. Uh, I don't remember the model. Uh, it's got, it, it came with a scope, but it's got sights on it. It's not, it's like 1300 feet per second. And what I went and did was they have a, a pellet called, uh, it's a gamble pellet called the Lethal. They, they, they're subsonic, which I don't really know what that means. I think it means it, it goes faster than the speed of sound is what I, so, I mean, it's kicking it out there. You know, where you get the report back where it goes, pew, you know, yeah, I said, pew. and, but the thing is, is they have another one, uh, I think it's Platinum platinum pellet anyways it's another subsonic but you want to go with the subsonics they have all these other ones that are really cool with the red points and all that they don't work worth a shit especially for dis dispatching coon um you know but it's like with the skunks i'll go to get up the upwind from them wait for them to move or try and get a shot where i'm shooting them in the lungs like i would a coyote you know i'm trying to hit them in the lungs hard area and when you, and if, and you can tell right away, I mean, if you wait like t 10 seconds and you're looking at them and they don't start putting their head down, you know, cause I mean, they're getting short of breath. I give them another pellet. So, you know, I don't stand around there and wait. I mean, if, if they ain't doing something, I'm shooting again. 
and you know and i haven't had one spray and they, they put their head down and they expire you know within 30 seconds 40 seconds you know you can tell it's over um you know so you know the thing is is uh with the price of skunk essence you know it's going for 15 to 20 dollars an ounce uh you know skunk hides especially the white ones you know i got good markings and stuff are going for you know uh let's say 25 dollars you know at like an auction where you have people there wanting to bid on them i've seen them go higher um you know but you know eight to ten dollars you could definitely get out of a skunk so you know if you got a half an ounce uh you know say ten dollars uh you know eight, uh say you got eight dollars out of your your some good good run of skunk, put up skunks which i think you get more than that if you really looked around um you know so i mean that's eighteen dollars if you sold the fat blah 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 so you're up in the 20 some dollar range skulls peckers uh you know whatever else these people buy um you know see you're you're you know a skunk is a value one of the valuable animals out there now um so it's definitely definitely worth going to do and um i think that you know um if you go out and target them and you got set up with a gamo pellet gun are you ever going to have one spray yeah i'm sure at some point i'm going to have one spray uh or many spray but you know you can go buy that gun for i don't know what it was like 180 bucks you know it, it will pay for itself with the essence you know uh, depending on how many skunks you get if you get lots of skunks it'll pay quick if you uh get uh one skunk every year it's going to take you you might just want to use a club <laughs> you know, so <laughs> so if you're trying to pay for it you know you pay for the, the the club a lot quicker um but but i use it to use that gamo to dispatch uh raccoons um you know uh i just you know right between the eyes you know and a lot of times i'll walk up there and give them a, a second one um you know right behind the ear you know just just to make sure that they're dead the, pellet, the pellets are fairly cheap you know and i like to pull that trigger so i guess i'm like sarah and uh you know so if you're saving the skulls which we did this early when haggerty and them were down there we went and got um uh the death rays um lee steinmeier was the first came out with them and kendall obermeyer bought the company from lee so you know sometimes when people switch uh stuff isn't as good we i used the ones kendall made and i had an original uh four footer from uh lee and uh you know they look different as far as the colors and stuff but quality i couldn't see a difference uh you know so kendall's kept the quality in them um and if you're running especially a shorter line you you know they work good because uh, you on the raccoons um because you can just put it over their head after they grab it 22 times and twist the cable and everything um and, and you know you get that cinch down use like the caulking gun handle you know uh put it really as tight as you can get it on there and you know the, the, it's 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 over quick um you know you're cutting something's air and blood off and you know i mean it's it's over quick 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 
But uh, if you order one of them, they're, and they're not cheap, um, you know, but if you order one, you know, make sure you get, you know, uh, two to four extra cables with it because when you're first learning, um, what will happen is that coon will get that and it starts bending the cable, then, you know, it twists and it's hard to get over their head, um, you know, so you're going to mess them up. I, the only thing I tell you is at first you're going to be hesitant when you go to walk up on that coon. And you're going to be hesitant, you know, trying to, you know, like play and get it over their head because you're not used to doing it. But the thing is, is they learn and they learn by doing. And at first, when you walk up there, they don't know what that is you got. They don't know what you are. Um, they just know, you know, um, you know, you're there. And you just walk right up there with confidence and slip that over their head and choke them right, you know, put it choke right down on them. Okay, if you walk up there and start doing the playing around thing, trying to get it over their head and this, they start put. then they will start putting their hand up and they're learning. And every time you try to get it over their head, they swat it away and, you know, get a hold of the cable and they're pulling on it and biting on it and crimping it. And, you know, so just walk up there with confidence, slip it right over their head, pull it and tighten that right down. You know, the, the more you dink around, the more that cable is going to get kinked. But. I will say, you know, we were, you know, killing a lot of coon, um, you know, with them. So what we had, Nick had ordered two, and I had my original ones. We had three of them that, you know, were throw one in the back of the truck. He's pretty much dead, uh, you know, and then do the next one, you know, and then rotate them off. So if you were, if you were, we're going to do a lot of coon, you'd want more than one. Um, probably, or you'd be waiting on the side of the road, you know, to make sure you take it off that, you know, you're not going to come back and the coon's gone when you, when he, you know, uh, get to the next spot because he started breathing again, <laughs> you know, so, but I will say that's probably on larger numbers of, of coon processing them and everything, having zero blood, I mean, there's all the blood still inside, um, you know, it's, it was really nice, you know, rather than, you shot all these, and the blood's running in the back of the truck. There was no blood in the back, hardly in the back of the truck. There was no blood on the fur. It was just like having a really nice raccoon with no blemishes on it. You know, it was it was really nice. Um, you know, and you know, I mean, uh, are some people going to say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah"? I'd like to do. I, you know, I'd rather just shoot them. I don't care. I don't care. If you shoot them with shotguns, I don't care what you use. I just telling you, you know, if you don't want the blood and, you know, and getting all over, it's a nice way to do it, you know, and, um, I was wanting to get a, I, I was shooting them, went to that. And then when they left, I didn't have another cable for my four foot, four footer, because if you got one of the original four footers, uh, uh, Kendall and them don't have the replacement ends for them. I got to call Lee Steinmeier and try and get a hold of him, see if he's got any left, is what Kurt told me. Um, so we ordered uh, two more of the uh, two footers, I think it was, which I don't know. I think I'd rather have the three footers, but because uh, I'd rather be three foot away from some gnashing teeth than uh, two foot. <laughs> so. Um, you know, 
but they, you know, the thing is, is they work great. Um, you know, and um, we don't sell them. Um, you know, uh, Kendall don't know I'm saying this. He ain't he ain't giving no deals or anything. Uh, you know, because we're saying that when Lee Lee Steinmeier had it, I told I did a video and said I liked them for coyote trapping. You know, which they they were nice not to have blood all over a coyote. You know, I mean, you think a uh, coon's a mess with blood all over it. A coyote's worse. So, you know, um, so that's the different ways we were shooting them. Um, you know, and you know, uh, using the death ray. Uh, in case you are interested in the death rays, you can look up KO traps uh, or something like that. You know. Um, and get a hold of, uh, you know, Kurt, Kurt's, uh, Kendall's brother, real nice guy too. Um, so, um, one thing down there is in that farm country is a lot of mice, you know, and it's like we're setting DPs, you know, and, you know, the thing is, is the mice were getting into the bait and everything else. And it's a pain in the ass. You know, you got you ain't got nothing, so you walk down there, and once the mice find it, or the rats, or whatever the hell they are, uh, you know, they start cleaning it out. I would fill it up with bait, say at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, come back the next day, and all the bait's gone. <laughs> you know, and I'd even sprinkle some, I'd sprinkle some on the outside, and it's all gone. Um, you know, you can put, use them caps, um, you can, you know, people use tinfoil, they took uh, paper 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 uh, or styrofoam cups and put over which isn't a good idea because every coon you catch and it's all over the landowner's property or right alongside the road and you know I mean you know you, you don't want to you know have that um, you know so you know there's different ways you can do it uh, I mean you could use a dowel in there um, you know make your own caps but uh, it, it's hard on running large amounts of anything to have you know, put caps on or do this or do that. If you're if you're running, you know, a, a bunch of uh, large amounts of traps, it, it gets harder to do anything like that. Um, you know, sometimes it's just easier just to rebate the traps. Um, you know, it's a pain in the ass, but that sometimes that's just the way it is. Um, you know, I don't want to go buy, you know, three or four hundred. Um, you know, Z-trap Z caps, you know, I, it's not that they, they won't work, they work good, it's just, I don't want to deal with three or four hundred Z-trap caps, I'd rather just put the bait in there, uh, or, or when they find it, pull the trap and move on to someplace else before they find it, catch, try and catch the coon, and move on to the next spot, you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, planning on being there for six months, um, only a few days, you know, sometimes it'll go, you know, a week, but, you know, trying to clean all of them out if you're on private property. But, uh, you know, we definitely had problems with the mice. Uh, in northern Michigan, where I'm at, we have some problems with the mice, but uh, more with red squirrels. Because you'll come there and there'll be a fluffy tail from a red squirrel be sticking out of your DP where he got, uh, you know, a little too far in that trap and, uh, you know, decided he wanted to go through the grinder. So, <laughs> well, his choice. You know, there's a price to pay for everything you do. And <laughs> that was the final final price he had to pay, go through the grinder. Um, 
you know, uh, the other thing is that we were finding was is put taking them traps and putting them on full cock. And what I mean by that is when you set it, it's set, you know, your dog is all the way, your trigger is all the way into the, the, the dog and it's set as heavy as it can be. I like to back that off where you have like a, a lighter trigger because a lot of these DPs are made overseas uh, or whatever. And when you go to press that down and it's hard to set, if you, I'm not saying stick your finger in there, uh, but if you did, in fact, I'm telling you don't. So if you do this, it's on you because I'm telling you, that's not what I'm saying. But if you did stick your finger down in there and pull up on that, how many pounds of pressure does it take to set that off? You know, it takes, some of them takes quite a bit. So, you know, if you got it where it's, uh, you know, set hair, tr more hair trigger, you know, it's going to take less pounds of pressure to set it off. And, you know, it's just something to think about on your line. Um, you know, I mean, that's, that's the way I like to do it. I got different things I like to do. Sarah puts hers straight up and down and, you know, I like to put mine on angle. Like if they're looking into it, they can dig into it easier. I'm sure they can't, but because, you know, generally, uh, you know, we go someplace and, you know, Sarah picks the be better location for coon. Uh, we get there. She's got the coon. My best bet is hope I have, we have a double. Uh, you know, she is a killer on the coon. She was before I even met her. Um, so, you know, um, it, but we both agree on the, uh, you know, backing them off so that they're hair trigger. You know, sticking them in the ground and locations and stuff, eh, we vary on it. But we both agree on the, uh, the hair trigger is, you know, a key point, especially with a, a heavy, a heavy trigger DP. You know that, uh, you know, if you can't force that down easily, and it's like sticking it's going to be hard for them to pull that up. And, you know, it's just something to think about. And especially, you know, if you've got a lot of skunks in your area, um, you know, we caught shitloads of skunks in there. And, um, you know, you want to, I want, I personally want to catch all of them, you know, especially like we talked about 20 some, 20 some dollars a piece. I mean, that's, uh, that's pretty damn good. Um, and, you know, it's like we put up uh, different videos and, you know, um, you know, we're trying to get, have somebody, let's say like a deer hunter, see the video and say, you know what, I'd like to take my kids out and do that. Um, you know, we want to get people involved, inspired, um, you know, where this isn't some uh, unattainable thing that you, you can't go out and do. You know that it's tough. Um, we want people to say, you know what? If that dipshit from Northern Michigan can do this, I can do it too. And you know, and he looks like he's having fun. I could use that in my life. And uh, you know, to get people involved. Um, you know, and I mean, and of course, we want to sell products and you know all that. Um, but you know, we put up the videos. But then the next thing happens is we get attacked by the antis. They don't even bother me anymore. I don't give a shit. Uh, Facebook has got it where um, 
you know, uh, I can't delete some of the comments, and, you know, they're, they're a freaking nightmare. That's why I'm moving a lot of shit over to YouTube. I'm sure they'll be a pain in the ass in the end, but they're less of a, it, it's like the, the, the lesser evil devil, you know, and, um, you know, so I've been putting up a lot more stuff on YouTube and, you know, on there, and, but... The thing is, is the anti, like I say, don't bother me. It's what, but what happens is, is you get, um, I don't know if they're trappers because I didn't, I've, I, I don't know any of these when they put the comments. So it could be an anti saying it, but, um, most time the comment will go something to the effect of, I sold, used to sell coon for, in 1982 for $40. You know, they're not worth nothing now. Really, really. So between 1982 and today, coon have not been worth anything. You, sir, are an effing idiot. Because there's been like uh, six or seven fur booms that I know of, uh, and and and, the, and the, it didn't even crash till uh, the the f fall of uh, of uh, eighty fall of eighty seven. So, I guess I'm confused about, you know, the 1982 part. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the thing is, is uh, in 2012-13, I've already talked about on, you know, one of the something about how much I made, you know, that year just in Louisiana, $27,000 in two and a half months. Um, you know, and that wasn't what I made in Michigan, and I made more in Michigan. You know, fur prices was up. Uh, are they the greatest today? No, they're not the greatest today. But, uh, you know, if you just wait only for when the, the price goes up, uh, you know, how, how, is that, how does that work? You, everybody else just keeps it running running for you so you can come and make a couple bucks when it goes back up. I mean, that, that's fine if that's the way you want to do it. But don't, I mean, why are you on a trapping site? Why don't you just come on the trapping site or give your trapping comments when the prices are up. I mean, I, I guess I, I, I don't understand why people go on a trapping site. And then it's like I see a guy in Missouri on Trapping Talk. He puts up, which I'm in control of. I went through and deleted a bunch of comments. And, you know, he puts up, him and his buddy catch a bunch of coon. Uh, and they're, they have a great time, I'm sure, setting the traps. They're excited. They did really good catching them. And then people say, well, you could buy a hamburger, you could do this, you could do that, you know. I mean, this is a freaking trapping site where people are supposed to be showing fur, and then you have trappers saying, why are you trapping, basically. It, it makes no sense to me. It, I mean... I don't, I mean, I can't imagine a deer hunters, I could see them saying, well, yours is too small, blah, 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 because people are assholes, but, you know, put up a deer picture and say, why did you shoot a deer? You're not making any money off of that deer. You, you know, uh, you know, ribeyes are on sale at Myers for $9.99 a pound. Why would you go, sh why are you shooting the deer? Idiot, you know. Because I like to go out there and sit. You know? I don't know. Maybe I like to be alone and look at porn while I'm, I'm deer hunting. I don't know, you know, why somebody does what they do. But why do you care? You know? I mean, people really are 
for lack of a, a better word from a, a GED with a can-do attitude person, they really are pathetic. You know, that's my word of today. And that word is brought to you by the letter P. So, I know I'm getting worked up, but it does piss me off. Um, you know, that, uh, you know, to see some guy go out there, cause it, it's fun going doing this stuff, but I'll tell you what, it's a lot of work. It ain't deer hunting, um, you know, or hound hunting where if it's raining and you don't want to go, you ain't got to go. Once you set them trap, you committed yourself, you know, rain, snow, wind, or what tornado, whatever you committed yourself and it's work. And, you know, uh, so have somebody denigrate somebody about uh, them out trapping, you know, like I say, really does piss me off. And uh, like I say, I go through and delete their comments. I even kick some of their dumb asses because, uh, you know, I'm not having somebody that, <laughs> that went out and busted their ass in the rain. I mean, the guy looks like a drowned rat, you know, and then he's got trappers, supposed trappers, uh, you know, saying shit to him. I'm like, I, no, I can't deal with this. I don't want to... I'm embarrassed that these dipshits are on my site uh, denigrating this poor guy, you know. So, uh, that's that's your your rant for today. <laughs> um, the other thing is, as far as uh, like with coon trapping, um, and I will say on a another note on the price wise, uh, even though we ain't out there doing it just for the money, which is obvious. But uh, I've had a, uh, two different fur buyers call me trying to buy my coon this year um, already and tell me that the, there, there's a movement in the in the coon market. You know, and there'll be some people, I see them on Facebook, you know, guys that buy fur and say, oh, there's no market for coon. They have no market for coon. You know what? If you have coon and you want to sell them, and you're in a northern state with good coon. I mean, if you're in Alabama with shit coon, chances are they're right. There's no market for them coon. At least none that I know of. You know, but you got a market for carcasses. But if you go, if you're in Michigan, Wisconsin, if you go to like to the, the state fur sales. I mean, last year guys sold lots of coon at them state fur sales. You know, there's other other markets that show up. So. You know, this, uh, you know, I mean, I, uh, Gronwald uh, is running routes. He's going to be at Funky's, uh, I think, today, you know, when I'm recording this. Um, you know, he's got routes all over. You know, Trevor Barnes has got routes all over. Um, you know, that's just that's just two that I, I off the top of my head. I'm not saying to sell to either one of them. I'm just saying, you know, there's options out there. I know Trevor's buying Coon because um, he stopped at F&T's and had his route there, and he uh, bought them. So, you know, does he want a bunch of uh, blue kits? I'm sure he doesn't. Is he going to pay you $50 for a goon? I'm sure he isn't. But if you want to get some of your gas money back after you went out and had your good time, that's that's the way I would go with it. Um, so we're setting these trails down there, and you drive down the road, you look for a, a good coon trail, and the thing is, is like we talked about where them coon, um, you know, were there earlier, and there'll be old trail, old trail, old trail, and some of them are hard to tell, but if, 
we just got it where if there's leaves in it, we don't set it. It's kind of like a muskrat um, runway. If it if it looks old and has you know silt in it and stuff, it's or a, a muskrat feeder, you know has brown, they're not there no more. You know they're dead, or they moved on. And it's the same way with them coon trails. If there's leaves in them, not because they got so many coon down there. You know, uh, you could always catch one somewhere, but it's not the best trail. I would, I don't want to set the shit. I want to set the cream of the crop and move the cream of the crop and move to the cream of the crop and move to the cream of the crop. You know, take the best, move on. And, you know, if you're just setting shitty trails, you know, I mean, uh, you're, you're not ever on the cream of the crop because you're just setting shit because there's a lot of it down there. Um, but... You know, we had it sometimes where, you know, I was setting 220s and I was setting, um, you know, DPs. And then, you know, you got to be 200 yards away from the end of the driveway of a residence or other rules. If you're going to trap Iowa, you can look up. Um, you know, you can't shoot your gun, which is one reason I went with a pellet gun because down there, you know, that's not considered a firearm, so you could shoot it closer. Um, but anyways... So I set in DPs, I was setting 220s, and, you know, we're legal. And the thing is, is sometimes the 220s just beat the living shit right out of the DPs, you know, on the catch rate. Other times the DPs beat the shit out of the 220s, you know. So I would say, you know, percentage-wise, it probably figured out. I mean, the 220s probably won percentage-wise by a little bit, Um but if, you know, on the catch rate per trap, um, you know, but not by, not by much, you know. Um, you know, I also found if, you know, I took some, uh, you know, DP sauce and squirted it around, you know, the trap or, you know, put some bait on the ground, um, you know, to get them to stop, I, I did a lot better with the DPs. If I just kept the bait just in the trap, put no training trailing scent down or anything, I didn't do as well. I needed something to get them to stop. And especially as the season went on later, um, like uh, last week, um, you know, I had a lot better, you know, catch rate, um, you know, with using something on the ground or, or some scent, you know, sprayed around. So, you know, even if you're using like a, a cat food or something like that, um, you know, having like a training scent, I know some people's, you know, uh, you know, say fish oil. My thing is, is that fish oil, I don't like using that in the DPs because you can never get all of it out of the damn thing for a long time. And then it gets on the, the, the springs and I'm trying to set them and the shit's slipping. I don't want something that won't wash off easily. You know, that's why I use the DP sauce down the trap. You know, I mean, it'll take a rain, but it don't take a garden hose, you know, so... Um, you know, that's, that, uh, and, uh, my thing is I've been down all these roads before and that's why I, you know, a lot of the stuff that I produce and stuff, it's because of, uh, nightmare situations that I've been in, you know, and, um, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to squirt the fish oil on the DPs. I was that when the DPs come out, that was like the first thing I did. I couldn't even hardly get the damn thing set, <laughs> you know, so... <laughs> Um, 
I will say, like, uh, you know, I mean, the guy, a lot of the guys down there in Iowa go with, uh, you know, like using uh, laminated one and a halves and trail, you know, setting them for footholds and stuff, and you know, in, in the coon trails and stuff. You know, it's whatever anybody wants to do. What whatever gives you confidence, you know, um, that's the main thing. And it it doesn't matter if you do that or you know, use DPs or, you know, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, you're, you know, you're going to catch some and you're going to miss some. You're not ever going to catch them all. You know, I have guys send me saying, do you think that using them DPs that, you know, you have coon walk by? Absolutely, I think I have coon walk by. You'd have to be a blaming idiot, especially since I put cameras on them and know that they walk by. Uh, you know, but I may, it allows me to make adjustments and I learn and... You know, and but you'd have to be an idiot to think that you don't have any misses in two twenties, which we have on camera of happening, uh, or that they don't step over your one and a half that you got buried. Um, you know, I've seen otter where they came up there, and I had a blind set, and they looked right at the blind set and went around it. You know, and it's all blended in. You know, they knew something wasn't right. It looked great to me, but to that otter, didn't look so good. And that you'd have to be an idiot to think that you don't miss any in footholds. Um, you're always going to miss them. You're never going to catch them all. All you can do is go out there and keep your traps working. And, you know, I don't know, be like me. Pray for a stupid one. <laughs> That's what I do. I, I just want to catch the dumb ones. I don't want to catch the most toughest to catch anything. I want to catch dumb or uneducated or foolhardy and put them in the truck and go down the road and catch another dumb one <laughs> you know um i don't want to i don't want to find a coyote that is the smartest coyote in the world and you know you know and try and capture that one i just want to catch the dumb ones and you know it makes the pile bigger it makes it more fun for me i don't want to be aggravated by uh, the smartest of anything I already am, because uh, Sarah's the smartest one in our relationship, so uh, I've already got to deal with that here, so I don't need to go out in the field and do that, so. Um, this year, uh, we used, uh, you know, of course, uh, you know, Nick Ernie's traps, RBGs, but I went and started using some Bridgers some 220 bridgers and i know that some of you are cringing because of the when i say that because when you buy the 220 bridgers you know there's a lot of slop to them um you know the the the, the triggers you know and i fully agree i mean uh are they aggravating yeah but i i'm gonna t tell you something um with them bridgers what i did was that I took and put them in a vise. The the let me think how I'm gonna explain this. I took the bracket that your triggers come down from. I put that in a vise, and I got that to push, and I pushed the top of that in, which the top is where your dog would fit on to that little notch. I pushed that down with the vise. I tried. I try. I beat it down with a hammer on a on another vice down to Iowa, uh, or on a um, trailer hitch, 
and it, it worked, but the device worked the best. But if you crimp that down just so it's flat on top, not so it won't rotate on the on the bar, and then check it, I'll tell you what, I, you know, them are the best triggers in the world. <laughs> when you do that, honest to God, they don't move. They're like the ones you filed almost. They're better than the ones you filed because you don't overfile these. Um, you know, so they are the best triggers in the world. I mean, it's a pain in the ass doing it, but when you get it done, they are amazing. Um, I mean, there ain't no slopping them things, and when they go off, it's a head catch. Um, you know, so, you know, I, you know, if you don't want to work on traps, I don't like working on traps, but this is some, this is more like a man cave, uh, or what would you say, uh, caveman working on traps when you're bending shit on them and stuff so it's kind of fun you know um so you know the, but the thing is is if you if you do that and if you got some now if you do that on them you know you'll be really happy you know just don't go too far because you'll pop that rivet so but it, it, it like i say they're the most amazing triggers once you bend the shit out of them so so if you got some or you're going to buy some, uh, you know, you're going to have to bend them to get them right. Um, and I know you can say, well, you can file them and do this. I've done all that shit. The only way that I find is the caveman way to fix them things where they are great. And I'm not, I don't care what anybody says. I'm not doing it another way. Um, I got them all bent <laughs> and, I, and I like them bent. So, um, but I know, you know, for years, you know, you know, like them triggers move, you know, five inches either way, you know, but it's like, uh, you know, if you, if you don't want to do all that, then buy RBG, you know, spend more money and buy RBG. If you want a cheaper trap, you know, sometimes you have to work on it. I mean, the Duke traps ain't perfect for sure. You know, um, there's, you know, you got to work on stuff. If you, you want, you don't either, either pay or work on it. That's, that's your options or just have shit run off with your stuff. That's that's your options, in my opinion, and that's only it is my opinion. Um, but getting back to, you know, like the the coon trapping. Um, so we we covered the hair trigger. Uh, I think it makes a big difference. Um, The thing is, is if you have a really good coon trail, you set that up, and it's just beat down into the mud, coon tracks everywhere, you set it up, you come back tomorrow, and you ain't got shit. You come back the next day, ain't got nothing. Just because you go there and set the traps, you don't know how often them coon are coming through. Like I told you, we see 10 coon go out and two come back. You know, they're... they're they might not be coming, going down that trail, it, it, you know, but when they, they will come from the other trail down that trail at some point, and that's when you'll get them. So don't get discouraged. Um, you know, I mean, people make it sound like uh, going, catching, you know, raccoons uh, doesn't require any skill whatsoever. And, you know, sometimes the only skill you need is patience. Um, you know, the patience is a big thing in trapping. It's easy to get impatient and get depressed and, you know, I ain't catching them. You know, the hell with this trapping, I can't catch it, blah, 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 you know, and that's all stuff I've said. 
Also, um, you know, everybody goes through that. The people who say they don't go through that either ain't never really trapped or they don't they don't catch shit and they're not setting for shit. You know, if, you know, everybody who the hell hasn't been depressed about, you know, checking your traps. You go out and check 50, tra 60 traps and you don't catch a damn thing. You think that's great? You know, bullshit. Bullshit. I, I, it, it drives me insane, you know, trying to figure out. You know, why aren't they moving? Is it this? Is it that? The moon's too bright. The moon's not bright enough. Uh, you know, the wind's blowing too hard. The wind's not blowing at all. It's too warm. It's too cold. There's ice on the ponds. You know, the coon don't like to walk in the snow. Blah, 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 blah. You know, you just keep the traps working. And it's like I always say, when things are going good, set more traps. When things are going bad, set more effing traps. Right? That's that's the key to it. Set more traps. Set more traps. Set more traps. So, you know, I mean, do I think the 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 moon affects them, coon? Absolutely, I do. Do a lot of other people think that it doesn't? Yeah. Do I think that they're wrong? Yeah. Do they think I'm wrong? Absolutely. <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, I just I think it affects them. Um, you know, do I think that uh, you know on a windy night? You know, things don't move that good. Yep, I do believe, I really do believe that. If it's super windy and they can't hear, uh, you know, I don't think they like that. I will say that the best, one of the best nights we had down there was like 40 mile an hour winds and the next morning there, there's coon all over the place in the traps. So, you know, do I still believe that? Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, you got to go out and do what gives you confidence. And you got to make sets. And check them traps. So you got to have the confidence, you know, that even though tonight might not be the best night, at some point it will be. Um, so uh, the only other thing I'd like to cover is um, again about the skunks. That you know, it's one thing to go out and you know you make a coyote set, you come there and you got a skunk. Um, you know, it's like you go out and set a DP for a coon and you catch a, a skunk. That is not making you a, a skunk trapper, you know. And uh, they, they've been looked at as like a trash animal, like a possum. Like different people laugh at me about, you know, they got a possum lure. You know, I got a possum lure. You know, a lot of homeowners buy that because, you know, they, you know, see it and that's what they, you know, they want to catch. And, it, you know, it does work good on possum, but. And people laugh about that, but I ask guys, how many possums have you ever went out and targeted on purpose and caught? Uh, none. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. You other than apparently, uh, you know, you should uh, change what you're doing because uh, you know you're you're not even getting your target animal. You're, you're you're after coyotes and you only caught possums. So maybe you should you know change your target. <laughs> animal right so and i'm being facetious and joking because i mean what you know very little can you put down a hole that it will interest a coyote that has zero interest to a possum right so but you know unless you go out and try and target possums you know uh you know it, it, it's easy to laugh at but uh but the point being is with the iowa and the skunks you know, we started making 
um, you know, looking at where the skunk's at. And then we start finding that, you know, if there's a, like a, a culvert on a driveway, you know, going into a field or something, them skunks were living in them. So I would slow down and start looking for them, you know, where something's going in and out of there. Cause, you know, you normally, because you're trapping coon, you think it's coon. It wasn't coon. I start looking, you know, in the hard ground from all summer uh, in the, you know, in the mud that had dried. And it was skunk tracks going in and out of there, you know. And I would look for the skunk tracks. And, you know, so, uh, you know, the thing is, is we started, like, targeting, you know, where them skunks were you know, and trying to figure all that out, and, you know, and, um, it's like, uh, you know, Sarah's on a women's page, I think it's the Wisconsin women's page, they're, they're smart, I mean, they're going out and targeting skunks, she tells me about it, you know, these women are doing this and this and this, and, you know, and they, uh, the thing is, is they're smart, I mean, they're going out targeting skunks, and they know they can sell this, all the stuff, and make money doing it, um, and, and have fun doing it, you know? So, I mean, you know, hats off to the Wisconsin women camp people. They, uh, they, they, they I, I, them up to Wisconsin, they really got it going on. You know, um, Sarah tells me about that and I see, you know, different pictures of the women that pop up and Sarah says, well, she was, she was at the camp and, you know, the training camp or whatever. And, you know, um, I, I, I think that's great. And, uh, you know, and uh, I know a couple of them listen to the show, and, um, you know, I really appreciate it. And, uh, you know, and so it, it's really nice to have fun and go out and catch something. And, you know, I never care what I'm trapping. And uh, it seems to be the same way with the uh, Wisconsin women. Some of them, you know, they they just let them want to go trapping and capture something and have fun doing it, you know, make a few bucks. Because, like, if, if you ask me, if I'm weasel trapping, you ask me, what's your favorite thing to trap? Weasels. If I'm trapping muskrats, and you ask me what time, what I, is my favorite, I'll say muskrats. <laughs> you know, I mean, whatever I'm, I don't give a shit if we go out in the field next door with mouse traps and we're trying to figure out how to catch a shitload of mice, um... I'm happy as a little little clam, you know. I just want to trap. Um, I don't want to sit over there and call them in or shoot them or nothing. I like the coon calling, but other than that, you know, I just want to trap. I'm a trapper. I got to trap, and I don't care what we trap. I just want to go out there and figure them out and, and monopolize and see how many we can catch, you know, um, and, and figure the animal out. So everything's my favorite, and uh, and I, I like that about the. That uh, that's kind of how some of the Wisconsin women up there are doing, from what I see from Sarah telling me and stuff. So, hats off, ladies, you're doing great. And don't let the haters get to you. Um, they're just sitting at home uh, with time to uh, criticize what you're doing. You're out there doing it and ain't got time to be doing that shit. So you just go out there and have fun, and that's all that matters. Cause they're they're just just hateful people. So. Anyways, um, we're going to try and, uh, I've said this before, so it's probably a lie, but uh, we're going to try and uh, have it where, you know, we start uh, having the more regular podcast. It, it, I can make 101 excuses. It's just, uh, 
lack of priorities, getting it done, to be honest with you. Um, it needs to be more of a priority. It isn't very important to me. Um, you know, um, I could tell you time and time. Listen, I got time to watch Law and Order. I got time to do everything else. I need to make time for this. And I apologize to uh, everybody who likes listening to this and people that have supported me and Clint and Sarah by buying our products through the years that I haven't made it a priority. Um, and uh, I'll try to do better um, in, uh, you know, in making it, making it a priority because uh, it is very important to me, um, to, you know, to have a podcast out, you know, representing, you know, uh, us and you guys and stuff and so I apologize and uh, you know I'll try and do better can't say that I will do better but I, I certainly will try I really will try yeah I, I do that's why I do my, my videos are three and four minutes long because I can keep a clear train of thought that long if you can see right now Sarah made me notes so that I could uh, bounce back to the you know the the notes and I wrote them all down you know I told her what I want to talk about and then she gave me the pointers of what I could talk about and you know and then uh, it's worked out fairly well I've kind of stayed on topic I would say 62.3 percent of the time <laughs> so anyways I really do appreciate y'all um, you know I uh, I look forward to seeing all of you at conventions and stuff this summer. And, you know, I don't look forward to driving to the conventions or setting up or standing there. But I do. The only reason I really probably keep going is because I enjoy. It's the only chance out some of you I'll get to see and hear about the next year. And that's the reason why I like going to conventions. The rest of it, not so much. But I, I, I. I Trappers are my only people I have, and some of them are a real pain in the ass, but, you know, you got to take them too, so, anyways, I uh, hope everybody's having a great season, something I can do for you, shoot me a message, I'll do the best I can to get back with you, I'm, I type with one finger, and uh, not very good at, at replying on Facebook to my messages, so, you yeah, you might you might just want to call. <laughs> so uh, I'm not getting better at that. I promise I'm trying to get better at the, doing the trap radio every week. But I'll be damned. I'm not getting better. I I will answer the messages, you know, when I have time. So um, not that I don't appreciate somebody sending me messages, but uh, you know, I I ain't very good. But I I type with one finger, like. You know your your trigger finger that you pull the trigger. That's the finger I I type every single letter with that. Sarah, she's like, you know. Uh, I mean, she can type out like a whole damn essay in like two seconds. Where I'm like still on the where's the T, where's the H, where's the E, hit the space thing, then go back to E. You know, <laughs> oh shit, technology. Gotta love it, but it sure makes you feel dumb. <laughs> All right, everybody, I'll hopefully see you next week.